This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. And coming up on Sonato and Cap, Puka Nakua, fresh off of his NFL debut, where all he did was catch 10 passes for 119 yards and uh, look like a damn good afternoon for him. Oh, my gosh. He looked like he'd been in the league 10 years. He almost had a TD, too. 10 minutes. Just missed. Just off the tip of his fingers uh, along the way. So Puka Nakua on with Sedano and Cap. Very cool. Coming up later this afternoon. It is also the Waba Grill Lunch Hour on 710 ESPN. Thanks to our friends at Waba Grill. Waba Grill is all about giving you fresh grill-to-order menu items at a great value. Stop by today for a value bowl and taco combo for only $8.59. That is a grilled chicken mini bowl, their new Boom Boom Taco, and a drink for just $8.59. Get yours today. Order ahead at wabagrill.com. Waba Grill, eat smart, be healthy. It is nice to have you back. Did, yeah. it, did it take you a minute to kind of reacclimate to coming? Because going on a vacation, you decompress a little bit, and it takes a minute to kind of get back up to speed. And that's if you go to, like, Palm Springs for a few sure, days. Sure. If, if you go to <laughs> Japan and you were there for a week, yeah. are you back in the groove, or are you still kind of a little disoriented? No, I'm good. It's a 16-hour difference. That's it? Just 16 <laughs> hours. The thing that I think I got lucky on, when I flew out there Friday – I arrived Saturday, and it was Saturday evening. Okay. So let's say I arrived at 8.30 on Saturday night. Okay. I probably slept on the plane. It's about 10 hours and let's say 40 minutes direct to Tokyo. I probably slept on the plane nine minutes. Ugh. So all I had left- Movies, books, what were you doing? All I had left was 10 hours and 31 minutes left to go. Movies, books, food, what else? Yeah, no, just- uh, Talk to Lady Slee- no, she's she's, she's out. yeah she's sleeping. Like her neck keeps f- breaking halfway. But I'm like holding her neck up. So how do you kill ten she hours asleep. of travel time? Can I tell you something? It's kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> and let me tell you, let me tell you what I mean by I don't the know. Movies, nothing in there. No, no, I'm I'm watching. Yeah, I'm I'm, like I'm three, definitely you can get watching. Four movies in, right? And within that flight, oh, four yeah. movies in, easy. Well, you could also. I'm using Netflix to download. I I downloaded some stuff on Netflix. YouTube, I download a lot Suits. of stuff. I'm watching. <laughs> That's Berg. Berg's on the suits. Uh, Did you give up? I I gave up a while okay. ago. Yeah, about a month ago. I I ejected. You're out. I tried one more episode. About half, not even halfway in, I was out. Um, so I'm I'm watching a, just a ton, a ton of videos, listening to some podcasts. I was I was trying to figure it out, but you do it. You pace yourself. I try not to look. You know, you could click on the. Where the where the actual the plane is? Yeah, I don't. I'm like not to trying to map. do that. Unless I don't want to do Phoenix. That. I'm not looking at. The By the way, somebody explain to me how there are people who have that thing on their screen, like that. That's what they look at for ten hours. I don't. It know. tells you the speed. It tells you the distance. Well, tells especially you the height, when you go to altitude. Japan, most of it is just blue water. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> that. I'm saying. I'm saying there's nothing. It, the thing's getting updated like once an hour. It's fine because like, oh, I'm over. Oh, look, Denver, Denver's, yeah, Denver's down yeah, there. Cool. Exactly. No, no, we want none of that. But it ended up, uh, I, I think I ended up adjusting actually pretty good. Like back here, pretty good. You know, I saw a lot of out there. Otani's doing pretty well. In, uh, is he doing okay? Yeah, he's popular. Is Otani in show? He's popular, is he? He's okay. okay. He's all right. Every other, every other ad <laughs> is Otani. Yeah, he, you know, he's doing all right. Yeah, it was cool. He's actually, doing all right. coming back, um, you know, you're going through, 
you're going through uh, security to come back and everything else. And they're asking, you know, this is you have a lot of Japanese people who are coming back, obviously, from Japan. A lot of I'm not kidding. Well, what are you here for? Otani. They're coming (laughs) to watch Otani at Angel Stadium. And then they'll eventually they go should back come next to... year and they'll get to watch him play in a game that matters. Because whatever they got <laughs> going, whatever's left for him this year here, if there's anything, is stupid and worthless. Every other billboard, I'm like, Otani. Oh, yeah, he's and doing rugby. Right. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and rugby. Yeah, rugby. And Ali Sushi. There. I got to show you that photo. We're, we're back for the. I would love to see it. You'll, I would love to see it. You'll like that one. Puka Nakua, who's going to join uh, Sedano and Cap on their show later on today, was just fantastic yesterday. And look, two things can be true at the same time. That I think coming into the season, and I'm not going to lie, I was kind of more in this camp than anything else, was, hey, can we just find some guys that can be valuable players for this team, you know, this season and next season and beyond? Let's find some guys that work. Steve Avila, the guard that they picked in the second round, he looks like he's been in the league forever. Puka Nakua, who had a great opening day, looks like a guy that's going to play and thrive in this league for a long time. So let's just find a couple of guys like that, and whatever else happens, happens. Well, not only did you get those two guys, but you went out there and put together a performance that I, I, you, you tell me, Al, could you have asked for anything more than you got yesterday? Defense was excellent. They only gave up three yards in the second half. Matthew Stafford was clean, healthy, sharp. Some of your young players really stepped up. You scored 30 points. You played pretty mistake-free football. Your old line. What else are you looking your for? defensive line. I Listen, I, I'm as – maybe this is me just kind of buying into what everyone's selling. The Rams are not going to be good. I was shocked yesterday. I really was. I was watching the game shocked of how clean it looked, how clean – um, whether it's defensively, offensively, you're playing in Seattle. It's their first home game of the season. That always is a difficult place to go to and have any type of success, and you dominate them. It's not, Trev, you win 16-13, to 13, you win 17-14, to 14, you win 21-24. It's a close game. Cl- close game. It came down to less. They dominated. They dominated. So I, I don't have anything negative to say. I really don't, and I think it's, it's – I'll ask you this. You think Sean McVay, when the game was over and he's done with his post-game speech and he's getting on the plane and they're getting ready to come back to L.A., you think he had a moment of like, yeah, I I don't know if that could have gone any better, that even if I'm the most optimistic person and I'm the most excited person about my team, even if I'm the only one right. that walks into every single game thinking we got a chance to win – don't you think he was also sitting there like, yeah, that's a pretty damn good week one. I don't know if he expected a, it to go that such way. Such a good question because those guys are wired so different than you and me. They always expect it to work out. They always think that if I do the work and I put in the right game plan and we execute the game plan and if they, they have such a belief in themselves to a degree that it's hard to – for you and me to, because we always go, yeah, I think this is going to work, but I don't know. It fails a lot too. Yeah. And we just kind of have a more realistic worldview of how things shake out. Sean McVay is the, the outlier, right? He's the one in a million that always thinks if I do the work, I got a chance to win every game that I play in, to win every matchup that we do these things. But I think you're right. I think that at some point it was, yeah, that was maybe even a little bit cleaner and crisper than I could have hoped because I'm sure that when they look at the film, somebody missed a tackle, somebody missed a block, somebody missed an assignment. I'm sure that that happened because it always does. But in the grand scheme of things, your own line can't be any better. Mm-hmm. Stafford, I guess you could say, well, throw more touchdown passes. He threw for over 300 <laughs> yards and didn't throw a pick and didn't get touched. He was 
basically perfect. Every throw was a dime. Every throw was a dime. That the defense gave yeah, up he thirteen points. Mm-hmm. Like what? What more do you want? I guess you could say the kicking game wasn't great. They had one blocked. They had another one miss. But he got the, one finished strong. One. Yeah. It, it, but again, didn't really come down to that at any point. Yeah. But there's really not a lot of nitpicking to do in that game. The, the challenge is what's coming up on Sunday. Sure. Maybe the best team in the league. The 49ers expected to be good, and we're probably even a little better than we thought because Brock Purdy looked healthy. He looked capable. They've got a great defense, maybe the best defense in football. They've got playmakers on offense in Kittle and Dabo and McCaffrey. If the Rams can put together a game that looks anything like they did in Seattle against San Francisco, we're off to the races at that point. Yeah, I'm I'm still – you know, we we sit back – I mentioned that from Sean McVay's perspective of he's probably sitting on that plane, flying back to L.A. saying, I I can't figure out what I could be critical of of this team. He'll find some stuff. Pete Carroll on the other side is probably saying to himself, what the hell just happened? What just happened? What what just – what team did we just play? That's not the team that we thought we are going to face in week one. Um, And, you know, the Niners are the Niners. They're going to be ready. But, man, it just made week two – so much more interesting than I thought we ever thought the season was going to be. Nobody, the Rams are supposed to win six games, six yeah. and a half games, whatever it is, whatever the the over under was. That's what they're supposed to do. That's what they're supposed to accomplish. They go out, they win the first game, they win on the road, and they look good doing it. Are are we are we going to lead up to week two with we're going to kind of start overplaying this a little bit? And and if the Niners just come out and just beat the Rams and the score is the but same score as it happen, was, right? They yeah. just, you can kind of chalk it up to yeah. it's just the worst matchup for us for whatever reason. That if they turn around and go to Cincinnati the week after that, even say they lose well, to the may, Niners may, by seventeen does, points, does that help at all? That if the Niners always that there really isn't that much expectations. Yes, yeah. the expectations yeah. only went up because they won Week One. It was amazing. Um, you know what else was really fun to watch, and this is why you you can see it on his players' faces. But Sean McVay does that thing where he's got guys back, right? So DK Metcalf took a really cheap shot on a Killer Witherspoon yeah. uh, in the second half, mm-hmm. right? That the play was on the opposite side of the field, and Metcalf just gives him like a two arm shiver in the back, knocks him down after Mc- the play's over. After the play's over, yep. McKay start, or McVay starts yelling, you know, that's so bad, that's so bad, and he's screaming at Metcalf. Metcalf starts chirping back at the point where he ends up getting flagged for a personal, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct foul. And McVay's like, yeah, get him out of here. Like, he was so fired up for it. How do you not want to play hard for a guy like that? I get it. You're getting a check. I get it. It's your occupation. But when you have your guy, Sean McVay is going to get to do whatever he wants in this league. He's going to make all the money, right? Whenever he wants to go to TV, TV's waiting for him. And he's in there having your back and a guy against DK Metcalf. I love that. It I was have just no idea such, what that means. I know. I, that was a bad day for me. That I loved seeing him get that fired up game one and going after the other team's one of their best players. Like, I don't care who you are. You don't get to do that to my Trav, they have, they have his respect. And for sure. Aside from the – first off, you get the respect. If you respect your coach, you're going to listen to him more than – maybe you're going to listen to somebody that you don't respect. On top of that, there's the other things that you can point out like you're describing here. He does got his guys back. By the way, if he felt like something was dirty, he's going to let that guy know it's dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of that as well. So, you know, props to him and uh, what they accomplished yesterday. 
they have an opportunity to go to the playoffs. Yeah. I did not think I would be saying that after week one. That's a good. That team's good enough to win enough games in an NFC that might be a little better than we thought. We saw some better teams yesterday, but the Rams are part of the reason that's better than we thought. They oh were terrific yesterday, and that's the right answer when Aaron Donald is chasing you. That's Geno Smith uh, when Aaron Donald was trying to break his neck, which is what Aaron Donald does. He's awesome. All right, our biggest overreactions from week one of the NFL season – Overreaction Monday coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, so we have a college football quarter coming up here still. Huh, so, huh, yeah, yeah. Yay. Dun, 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 we don't need it. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, exactly. We're starting off with Notre Dame. So Notre Dame beat uh, NC State 45-24. Uh, to 24. So we're not talking about the play on the field. It was a blowout. We're not really talking about that. But the game experienced a significant delay yeah. because there was severe weather. And in that severe weather delay... Everyone had to leave the stadium. It happened at Virginia. It happened at a couple other games, too. Virginia Tech. But uh, the stadium scoreboard was struck by lightning. So they had to wait for that scoreboard to be rebooted afterwards. And it is a new scoreboard, too. So that's a ton of money put into that. And... We'll see if the scoreboard is long-term okay. Well, thanks, Mother Nature. That's scary, right? <laughs> it was incredibly scary because, you know, they have the cameras on and just yeah. bang, and the thing's on, and now it's not. And you can see the lightning strike. Um when I lived in Houston for a period of time, you get those crazy thunderstorms through there. They're incredibly scary. Yeah, we that's just, freaky. We, we just don't get that type of natural weather phenomenon here very often. Um, I remember playing baseball one summer in the Midwest, and we were playing in a place called Liberal, Kansas. Teeny, tiny little town. And the baseball diamond was in the infield of a, a track, like for race race cars. Not running, but cars. And the, the, the diamond is in the infield of that, right? So all of a sudden, this horn starts going. And I, most of the guys on oh, my yeah. team are from California. The guys that were from the Midwest, they are hauling ass yeah, to get out cover. of there. Like, leave your stuff. We're going, going under the grandstand at the track because it was the tornado siren going off. So those weather events like that are super scary. Yeah, what is it, that lunch? Happened? Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what's the what's yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that some other guys that typically if weren't they scared. they run, you run. They looked scared. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to follow him. He seems to know That happened doing. to my mom, too, because she was in Purdue for veterinary school, and she had never heard the sirens either, and she was driving home. And she yeah. said, like, I don't know what to do here, but there's a lot of tornadoes through Indiana as well. Very scary. All right, so the next one, the one we've all been waiting for, Texas takes down 
Alabama. Texas wins 34 to 24. So I have some stats for you. We all know how big of a thing this is, but how big of it is for college football playoffs. So after Saturday's upset win in Tuscaloosa, the Longhorns have a 45% chance to reach the playoff, second best of any school, just behind Ohio State, and a 12% chance to reach the uh, championship. And... This victory snapped several notable streaks for Alabama. They have won 21 straight home games, which is the longest active home streak in FBS. They have won 73 straight home games when leading entering the fourth quarter. Mm. They lost by double digits, which leading entering the fourth quarter for the first time since 2008 versus Florida in the SEC championship game, and lost one of the first two games of the of the season for the first time since 2003. That's just insane that Alabama has been that good for that long, but good for Texas. It's a testament to how good Nick Saban is at what he does. And you know what else? And I'm going to do something I don't do very often. I'm going to give Saban a little bit of credit. I'll give Sark a little bit of credit because they both did. It takes a lot of you-know-what for both of those teams to schedule each other because they can beat each other, right? Georgia and and some of these other schools are playing these schools that you can yeah. absolutely kick their teeth playing in. Azusa Pacific. Right? SC. Right. SC's playing San Jose State and, and Nevada and – to go and schedule an out-of-conference game against a Texas or an Alabama or some of these things, you know, Utah goes and plays Florida, Florida plays Utah. Give those schools credit for scheduling those games because you can lose. You probably shouldn't, but you can take some courage. You know when you know you're great is when there's a game on on Saturday that I'm watching in Pasadena, California that has nothing to do with me, and I'm rooting for Texas as if I grew up in the state. Right. That it, It's just— Well, are you rooting for Texas or you just want to see Alabama lose? More Alabama lose than anything else. Right. But that just kind of—these stats that we read off, the fact that we are interested in this game just to see Alabama go down, you're right. That does take a second of, like, respect to everything they've done because we are that invested in a team that has nothing to do with us. If you beat them, it matters. Yeah. Right. It just absolutely matters yeah. in a way that it doesn't for some other programs. And here's this is my favorite part of the weekend. Alabama got beat at home with all of those crazy numbers that Emily just read. They weren't even the story of the weekend. Coach Prime was. Yeah, Dion. <laughs> that, that that Coach Prime is yep. still beaten up on a terrible Nebraska team. It's still the Dion Sanders show because no one other so, than Dion and his players saw this come. So this was week two, technically of college football, when they won game, when they won week one TCU, mm-hmm. what was Monday like? Did you guys spend a lot of time on it? Yeah, I mean, a decent amount. For, 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 a, Colorado for a Colorado school that has game. nothing to do with us? Yeah, because Travis Hunter played 121 snaps, which is just Insane. stupid. Shadur looks great. Yeah. Dion is handing out Heisman trophies at halftime of the game. He's just, he's awesome. The He's dogs, the leaders. Do- Did you see the D's and the L's? The dogs and the leaders. They don't have captains at Colorado. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They I got see the that. D's and the yep. L's. Yep. It's just there's nothing like it. It's just absolutely fantastic. All right, Emily, you go first here. Your overreaction from week one of the NFL season is that the Cowboys oh, are going to go gosh, off and win the Super Bowl. Okay, guys, they always beat up on the Giants. They always do. It's 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 as it's it happens every time. It also was raining. It was. There's a lot of extenuating circumstances. They did look fantastic. <laughs> they looked, told them. 40 they to looked nothing. very good. The Cowboys aren't going to do it. They're going to be a playoff team. They'll be fine. But they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Well, God, only biggest, one team's going to win yeah, the Super Bowl. Biggest overreaction, Cowboys? Okay. Yes. They looked pretty good. They looked pretty good. <laughs> but it's the fact that it was the Cowboys. Yeah. 
the fact that it was them. So that's going to add to the hype. And beating up on the Giants. They always beat up on the Giants. They do. It's just like the 49ers always beating up on the Rams. The 49ers and the Rams are a good comparison. What about you, Slee? I'll go back to Thursday night that the Kansas City Chiefs, there's so much criticism towards, hey, does does Mahomes have – does he have guys that he can throw the ball to? Look how many drop passes – I feel like last year there was a similar story with the Chiefs starting off the season is, hey, are the Chiefs going to be around when it's all – give it a second. I'm not telling you that it wasn't a bad loss. I'm not telling you that uh, – and there's probably a lot of overreaction to the Lions as well, but probably just more in Detroit. The overreaction is that the Kansas City Chiefs will not still be the Kansas City Chiefs for me. I'm going to go with the other one that you briefly mentioned right there. This eh, – look out for the Lions. No, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to. I'm fine, thanks. One – it's fine. They scored – no, two, they had a lot they, of things. They, they that scored went. two touchdowns. Yeah, Tony on caught one of those passes. Kadarius Tony catches one of those passes. Emily's right. If the ball doesn't deflect off of his hands, right into the hands of the defensive back who walks it in, yeah, they scored two touchdowns. Okay, the Chiefs held them to two offensive touchdowns with arguably their best defensive player watching from the seats. Can we please settle down? Dan Campbell made three decisions that were flat out inexplicably dumb. Right, that you don't give Patrick Mahomes the ball at midfield. You don't go for it here. You don't go and fake a punt on your own, whatever they are, on their own 24-yard line in the first or second quarter. Like I know that they worked out, but that doesn't mean that they're good decisions. If you keep making weird decisions, ultimately they're going to blow up in your face. This Lions, hey, you know, they're the team coming in. They got the opening night. All right, just can we check in in a few weeks when all this stuff kind of goes back to its normal spot? I I want I would like that story to continue, but there will no question about it be an overreaction to the Lions too. Jared Goff's like he's thrown more he's had more passing attempts without an interception. I think he's third or fourth on the all time list and getting close to break the record. Yeah, cool. Just let let me know when they play a game where now all of a sudden it really But by, by the way, still I, I what a impressive win on the road to start Thursday night. It's just also the Chiefs had a lot to do with that as a well. A lot. So. A lot, namely Kadarius Tony's hands yes. and Travis Kelsey's knee. Yes, those, those, are the those two have a lot to do with it. That prevented it from happening. Another overreaction is that the Steelers suck and that Mike Tomlin's going to be out after this after the season. Absolutely not going to happen. Even if he has a losing season for the first time in his career, he's still his job is safe. So the Steelers do suck against the 49ers. They mm-hmm. clearly did. I think that they are a middle of the road team. Mm-hmm. I think that they are going to be again average. They are going to be. Eight and nine, nine and eight, somewhere in that range. They're not going to be great. They could maybe be knocking the door of a of a, um, of a playoff spot. But the NFC North didn't look fantastic either, except for the Browns. No, they didn't. Plus, watching the game, the announcers kept saying, "Oh, this does not look like the picket from preseason." I'm like, "Of course not." Yes, pre-season. it's the preseason. No, the Come pre- on, guys. Like, what, okay, what are you guys here's what about? we know for sure. The preseason is stupid and is. meaningless because the Rams were 32nd in offense, 32nd in defense, 32nd in special God teams. Smacked they, on their last. They run. were the yeah. worst team in the league by a country mile during the preseason. They looked as good as anybody. Doesn't that yesterday. happen every year, where somebody goes three and zero in preseason and they look good and people are starting to say, "I don't know, did you see them in the preseason? How are you taking anything away from that? You're not. You especially, shouldn't. by the way, especially today. Maybe you could look at it. 15, 20 years ago, where guys were playing more in the preseason, that doesn't always happen. Rams are a good example of that. Brock Purdy, though, looked like he so no injury. He P- Purdy is exactly what they need him to be. Yeah. Purdy doesn't have to be Joe Montana or Steve no. Young. Nah. He just needs to be good, and he is. He doesn't have to be Who do you think you are? 
I am. <laughs> he doesn't have Manage to Manage a game. Just don't throw interceptions. Yep. Don't make bad decisions. Let your defense do its thing. Hand it to Christian McCaffrey. Throw it to Debo. Throw it to Ayuk and Kittle and keep it moving. Just use the weapons at Just your disposal do what you're and being asked don't to mess do. it up. But the don't overreaction of week team. one is always the best. It's terrific. Because half of the team's lost – Half of the teams won, and everybody. There's the half that thinks the world's over. Yep. There's the other half that thinks they're going to go win a Super Bowl. Okay, I got to know. I got one more for us. Jordan Love should have been starting over Aaron Rodgers. Oh like, Jordan, gosh. Love, hey, the bear. You know, it's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, the Bears. I own the Bears, and I'm their daddy, and all this stuff. Jordan Love had barely played in the NFL, and he went in there and looked like Rodgers and Favre and everyone else. And you know, as long as the Packers, you know, are in this division playing against the Bears, easy. Easy. One week. Is that UCLA guy? I was just going to say, <laughs> I was trying everywhere. to figure out, is that the, <laughs> there's a theme yeah. to that guy. Yeah. Somebody it's that not gets, just associated with UCLA. It's the guy who gets excited for his team without taking the whole picture into consideration. It's the guy that sees one, this is our year, Chip Kelly finally got his guys. Yeah, but what about the 30 years leading up to this? Does that not matter at all? And, yes, it has been 30 years since they've won the Pac-12. I'm just saying that's what it is. So the Rams looked great. The Chargers? They look like the Chargers. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, T-Raj, can this work in Major League Baseball? Okay. So I mentioned when I was in um, Japan, go to the Tokyo Dome, and I'm there for one of their uh, one of their I think twelve teams in the league. Okay, the Nippon League. So left field is completely dedicated to the road team. All right, their so, their fans, their fans. Okay, okay. So not even just that. You go actually a step further. So I'm, I'm I eventually take my laps, take sure. a tour. I want to see and and. So left field is 100% the opposing team. And if you go outside of that section, you also have apparel being sold for just the opposing team. They basically have a small little section of the stadium. Okay. Let's call like it- a pop-up store? Let's call- No. You could tell this is a, just as it is, you're selling Dodger Stadium, you got your Dodger gear that's in the actual stores. They got their own section where they're selling just their own gear- for the opposing team. All right. Let's call it no more than 10% tops is what they're taking up in the space of the stadium. And then when, I think I mentioned this to you, when the home team is at bat, or the, 
whoever team you're rooting for, when you're at bat, that's when you're kind of doing your chance and everything else. I thought it added such a cool element to the game because it's not to say Dodgers are not a good example because Dodgers, if it's a game in Arizona or San Diego, there's a lot of Dodger fans. We, Everywhere. Actually, there was the, the game at Fenway in Boston. We were <laughs> both like, fans. what the hell? Yeah. So I know that's going to get spread out. But if you could be in one concentrated area as a road team, it almost is not that much difficult what we do in college football uh-huh. or college basketball, whatever the case is. You think that would work in the NBA Major League Baseball. Hey, if you're an opposing team, buy tickets to this section specifically. You're with your own people. And it kind of is a cool back and forth where you have, I know where the opposing team is and they're all in that section. Think that's a good idea? It's an interesting idea. I think it might work in certain places, but not everywhere, right? That you could say, if you had a little left field for the little slice Orioles of the San Francisco Giants, those guys got to walk back to their cars. And I, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, it's it's a cool idea. The American sports fans are extra, right? They're just extra. And if, especially if the other team wins, they don't like that. Okay, let me, let me give you an re- example. They're going to react poorly to that. They're yelling at you on your way to your car. But let me, <laughs> right. let me, let me give you, best. let me, let me give you, best. Exactly. let me give you an example. Let's say that's how it was. It's like, okay, here's the opposing team. Uh-huh. And there's also a little bit of, hey, when you come to our house, you got that section as well. Yeah. Like there, there's, yeah, it's got to work both ways on work. that. So look, it only takes one person to ruin everybody's yeah. good time, right? <laughs> we, we've all, we've all been there. Everybody's having a good time. And there's one guy that just won't, that just won't stop, that won't keep trying to push it. And then it happens. And then it's ruined for everybody. It, you were talking about the trash, right? These folks are picking up their own mess. We're animals. We, we don't respect one another. We don't respect the ballparks. Even in soccer, like it, these guys are picking up their own locker room. They, they yes. leave it spotless. It's 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 just in their. It, it's, it's just a, the way they are, man. Culturally, it's yeah, a cool idea. It is like to yeah. be able to go. Like for instance, if the Angels could have a section for the visiting, you know, Kansas City Royals, I don't think there's any problem there. But when you got Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Giants, Cubs, Gi- uh, Cardinals, when you get those rivalries that have some juice, so they're going to be at the games bad. anyways. It's just a matter of you can concentrate them into one area. Yeah, and it, it felt like maybe less fights that way. Honestly, m- in the maybe? stands, I, I thought it was. I this is what I thought. I thought. Ultimately, I'm like, how cool is this? And I think it would be different in the States because we are chirping more in the States. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of have that section that's really loud and they're taking up 8 to 10% of the stadium and you know that, hey, if I go to their home field or their home, whatever it is, we got the same section as well and they're selling their own gear. It's like dedicated it's for the opposing team. I thought it was cool. I, I would like to see if a real – like because the Dodgers are selling every seat in that ballpark anyway. Like, why do I want to give 10% of my seats to the Pirates or the Yankees sure. or whoever? Any, any we, if you want these tickets, you're going to have to buy them, and you don't get your little spot. We're going to jack the price up and everything else. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to squeeze every last dime out of it. If you're the Pittsburgh Pirates yeah. and you're just looking for anybody to come to your games, sure, here, Yankees, you can have the entire outfield. That would work, but I don't know. The, the good teams would be a little less likely. I, I, I got back and – you know, you, you spend one week in a country. I was telling you, they're so respectful, the people there. and I love the cleanliness. Bowing left and right. Like, they, they literally are so nice and respectful. I get back to L.A. I get back to <laughs> LAX. Home. No, I, I get back to LAX, okay? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, what time did we arrive? It's like, let's say it's 1, 1 p.m. Um, Saturday afternoon. 
I just took a 10 hour flight. I don't know what's going on. Nothing is processing, trying to sleep, this and that. Nothing's processing. Looking for your Uber guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he showed up at LAX, we got a problem. Yeah. Wait, oh my God. How, did, how, did, how did you beat me over here? <laughs> this guy taking me back to Pasadena. Because I, I, I get back to LAX and I'm, you know, we're going through uh, security. And there's there's a sign that says global entry to your right. And then the other sign is just like everybody else go through. And there's a lady. Bro, she had such attitude. She's like, global entry? I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now. And both like me and Michelle, we just both kind of pause. We're like, we're not really processing. And she gets more attitude. What is she what what's her disconnect? basically basically saying, Hey, if you're global entry, go this way. Okay. If you're not global entry, go the other way. Okay. And which just not processed. So she's an employee of the airport. Yeah, she's okay. LAX, and she, it's it's just I don't know. It, we're not we're not accustomed yet to coming back and just being told, "Hey, do this right now." So we both kind of pause. I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. And then she says it again with just incredible attitude. It was like, "Welcome back to LA. <laughs> Welcome back." It's nice to be home. Yeah, it's nice it's to be home. Always nice to be home. That sounds like a great trip. You showed me some pictures of your food, the uh, su- alley the sushi. sushi. That, by the way. It looks like an operating room. I've never seen a cleaner alley in my entire life. The guy, the your sushi chef, looks like a surgeon. He's in this white coat. It's just he's he's got a tie on. It's not just all perfect. like that, but this place you just stopped. You're in the middle of an alley, and he's like, "Yeah, take a seat." Join the fun and games department at Hollywood Park Casino tonight. We'll be hosting a Monday Night Football watch party and giving fans a chance to play Million Dollar Mondays. You must be present to participate. We will select three participants during our watch party and they'll have a chance to win one million bucks. You need to be 21 or over to attend Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, play. Every season brings hope. Every season brings a new group of guys. Every season brings this idea that you can turn it around like that, right? The Rams were 5-12 and after winning the Super Bowl and now they look like they're on fire all of a sudden. And then there are the Chargers that no matter what it is, no matter what season, no matter who the coach, no matter what the personnel, they're always going to find a way to charger this thing up. And they did it again yesterday, Slee. They gave up 536 yards of offense to the uh, Miami Dolphins. They did not commit a turnover. They scored 34 points and lost the game. I'm looking up because I'm curious the amount of years – I mean, it, it is what it is. We we had a lot of conversations after last season with the Chargers, Mm -hmm. and the question – really all came down to, is Staley the right guy? Is this guy supposed to be an NFL coach? Is he supposed to be an NFL head coach? Is he ready for it? You remember his first year he was saying things like, well, we're going to go for it, and we're going to this. Like, um, Pretty sure there were a lot of intelligent coaches before you who didn't do things like that. There might have been a reason why they didn't do it. Sure. Well, we don't care. We're going to do it our way. Watch this. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now we're sitting here, and you're now a couple years in. You're in your third year. And I'm sure, listen, for those who are rooting for the Chargers – Go look at that roster. It's loaded. The offense is loaded. The defense is loaded. You got a lot of good players, and the Chargers still find a way to lose games. I feel like they're very, very creative. They do something on a week-to-week basis that is kind of mind-boggling. How can you screw it up the following week? How can you screw it up in the playoffs? How can you screw it up just to get in the playoffs? Staley's got a track. He's got a – there's already – there's a perception on him in just two years of coaching. That's not the type of perception that you want to have. That's pretty impressive to do with that good of a roster and have this low of ex, uh Is this results. fair to say? It, it, do they do less with more than anyone else in the league? That, that I guess the other team that you might be able to throw into that category are the Cowboys because the Cowboys have a 
ton of good players, right? And they're not winning a bunch of playoff games either. They, they get in occasionally, but they have games end in really weird ways. Their quarterback underperforms at the most important part. Their head coach does things that are really weird. But other than maybe Dallas, and maybe not even Dallas, I don't know if there's anybody that does less with more talent than the Chargers do. If you're because a- quarterback, wide receiver, running back, Bosa, Khalil Mack, uh, James, like just, they are loaded up with these unbelievably talented guys. And all we do is talk about how it doesn't work. There's a term for them. They created a term for them. <laughs> they did. Chargers chargering. Mm-hmm. They did it yesterday. And that, that means something. That people understand what that means when you say it. We've talked about this before. There's certain franchises, certain individuals. You're like, what do you know? This guy found a way to win again. Mm-hmm. This franchise found a way to get another top-notch player, whatever the case is. The Chargers find ways to lose. Trav, they created a term based on how they over end games or over decades. It. It's not like, look, it'd be one thing if Brandon Staley the showed Clippers up. Clippers clippering. It, it, again, decades yeah. of incompetence. And even when they got a lot better under Steve Ballmer and the organization functions much more typically than they did with Donald Sterling, it's still like, well, up there it three is again. one in the, uh, in the. Your best player gets hurt at the worst possible moment. Your best player just doesn't play a lot because he doesn't want to play. It's just everything about them is similar to the chart. They're just a handful of teams that no matter what happens, it's like, yeah, don't worry. They'll they'll take themselves out. Yeah. You don't even have to beat them. They'll do something to beat themselves, and they're one for one this year. They're going to win games. They're going to go to the playoffs, I believe. But they've done less with more than any team in the league, I think. Why was Bomber so excited about the toilets? It looked, I bet you the toilets in Japan were pretty nice. The best. <laughs> Listen to me. See, when maybe I say he this. just got back from Japan. Listen to me when I tell you this. If you just went to Japan, flew into Tokyo, went and used the restroom, got out and took a flight back, it's worth, worth it. it. <laughs> the dump, oddly enough. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. <laughs> With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
Tennessee, Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Aaron Rodgers, Monday Night Football tonight, his debut as the quarterback of the New York Jets against the Buffalo Bills. And it we're going to overreact one way or the other. If he goes out yeah. there and carves the Bills up, it's going to be like, uh-oh, the Jets are – and if it doesn't happen, it's going to be, uh-oh, the Jets. No yeah. matter what happens, we're going to react, but I'm excited to see it. Plus, a fun game. Should be. Jets and Buffalo, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I think sometimes – a lot of times we get it on the schedule where – even if there aren't that many storylines, we're still going to watch. It's sure. the NFL. You were talking. You've used some examples last year. I forget what Thursday night game it was. It was just dreadful. Jacksonville and Cincinnati. Just now, early on, we yeah. thought it was going to be right. dreadful. And the worst one last way. year on Thursday night was Denver, yeah, was Denver. and Indy. That was. I also the, think the Commanders and Bears. The Commanders and Bears was Thursday dreadful night did not too. do. Yeah, they had a lot of them. But usually you don't have that many storylines. You're still going to watch a game. This one at least has the storylines. I'm, I'm interested. I and think this will be good. Will you be hate watching this tonight, Em? I will be enjoying this at trivia. So I will be. I, I'll have multitasks available to me. <laughs> what happens if Aaron Rodgers throws three touchdowns and they take out a pretty good Buffalo team? Honestly, yep. it fits with my whole weekend. You know, it might as well happen. <laughs> uh, the the house that. is already on fire, so it, it should burn down so we can rebuild. You want to take the poncho to trivia tonight? You can borrow it overnight. You know, you've been a good sport. You've worn it all day. It's not, uh, pretty warm, I bet. Right? Are you nice and toasty? Yeah, cozy. Nice and toasty. That's been. <laughs> fun <laughs> all right so here's the thing about buffalo tonight this is the last couple of years like okay buffalo is going to make their move josh allen they got this guy they got that guy they got the right now that buffalo is just one of the good teams in the afc as opposed to oh this is their year yeah i like them a little bit more than i have previously they, i think they're under the radar just a hair yeah a lot, a lot of people kind of they sold some of their stock on the bills the, that's, that's a good way to well, put it. Well, there's a step on Diggs issues. You know, there was disagreements about like playing time and yeah. con like contract stuff. Bills also lost pretty handedly to the Bengals in the AFC Championship game, right? So they did. It, you know, oh, maybe not the AFC Championship, the divisional round. Divisional. So you know, it's it, there's there's stuff out there. There is, but they got a quarterback, they got a coach, and the I like like JB says, right? The CQI, the quarterback, the the coach, the quarterback, and the injury list. You get a little lucky on the eye. Who knows what happens? This is insane. No team has ever lost a game 40 to nothing or worse, lost the sack battle 7 to nothing or worse, lost the turnover battle 3 to nothing or worse, had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown, and threw a pick six in this same season. Okay, so 40-point loss, 7 or nothing sack battle, 3 or nothing turnover battle, blocked field goal for a touchdown, and a pick six. Five things have never happened. Those five things have never happened in the same season. The Giants did it all last night in one game. In the entire season, the that's Sunday never was happened. Rainy. One game. Well, it's rained in NFL games before. It's not yeah. the first time it's ever had rain on the field, right? Uh, yeah, it was It was quite the game. Did you watch the entire game last night? Because I did. Well, I watched a little bit when we were here finishing up our post-game show. I, I did not listen to it on the radio on the way home. Uh, but when I got home at half, I watched the second half. It's one of the few times I've watched a pro sports 
event, baseball, basketball, football, it's like, you need to stop this. Somebody's going to get hurt. The Cowboys mm-hmm. were teeing off on them at the end of the game. And even Collins was like, yeah, guys are just coming all in. They're trying to get their stats. And it felt it felt unsafe for a moment for the Giants. It was – I got my – I got enough in to say, yeah, I'm definitely not watching any more of this. Went to winning time. Caught up. Caught up on winning time. Are oh, you done? Or you, I, uh, how are you, how I need you to – the one that dropped last night, yeah, I have not watched. seen. Okay. I need to see that. The episode before. Great. It's a good episode. It was. I agree. All right, good. It was. I was like, I, I'm telling myself after, because I watched both episodes to get caught up. The first one with uh, Riley taking over. Yeah. I'm like, I really hope they liked that episode. Because I, I thought it was by far the best episode of the season. We needed to get Jason Siegel out of it. Let's there. move out. Not Jason Siegel, the, guy, the Paul Westhead, yeah. right? Paul yeah. Westhead, that character needed to go. Needed to go, and it was it was... It was great the way they did it. It, it. it was good. I liked it. I Look, I'm going to finish it. I did not – a little bit of a mixed bag early. Am I going to like the one that dropped last night? It won't be as good as the week before. So next Saturday, both College Game Day and Big Noon kickoff from Fox will be in Boulder for Deion Sanders and Colorado's rivalry game against the Colorado State Rams. It is the first time that College Game Day, the iconic college football pregame show, will be in Boulder in 27 years. So the power of Deion Sanders continues. It's not just – they're not 0-2, right? So they didn't start out the season 0-2 – and Deion Sanders is there, and yeah, you know what? Let's just cover them because it's Deion. They're two and zero. Some great <laughs> storylines. Kind of cool two and zero too. A cool two and zero. Um, there is such a unique. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. Bro, I'm listening to post game shows of Dion. I'm listening to sound. I want to see highlights. I want to see everything. He has not only captivated you because he's Deion Sanders. Their squad's winning. So that has a lot to do with it as well. I think it's – let's use this upcoming Saturday. There's a very good shot I'm going to watch that game. I'm sure there's a very good shot you're going to watch that game. Of course. It's yeah. Dion. It's Coach Prime. And, look, they're winning games. He's fun to watch. And what do you think all those other schools that had openings this year that didn't go get – Colorado wasn't just bad. They were the worst football team in the country last year by a mile. Were I, they? Do we know the story? Like, Were, were there – five other offers and he picked them was I, they, were they there the were not offer? a lot of other offers they were the one kind of power five school sure. that said we'll take coach prime and it took it they were one and 11 they lost their games by an average of over 30 points they were dreadful yep prime goes in there and fixes it like that unreal how, how good Can't the wait. jerseys look everything looks great <laughs> Dion's sunglasses on the sideline everything about it looks absolutely amazing oh. Novak Djokovic won his 24th Grand Slam title, uh, the Men's Championship uh, U.S. Open yesterday. He wore a Mamba Mentality shirt right afterwards, and this is why he said he had the Kobe shirt on. Kobe was close, a uh, close friend. We, we chatted a lot about, uh, about the winning, you know, winner's mentality when I was struggling you know, with an injury and trying to make my comeback, work my way back uh, to the top of the game. You know, he was uh, one of the people that I rely on the most. He was always there for any kind of counsel, advice, any kind of support in a most friendly way. Uh, so, of course, uh, what happened a few years ago and him and his daughter passing hurt me uh, deeply. And uh, I thought, you know, 24 is the jersey that he wore when he became a legend of Lakers and uh, world basketball. So I thought, you know, it could be a nice symbolic thing to uh, to acknowledge him for all the things he's done. Very cool moment from Novak Djokovic. And look, 
Kobe's one of those guys that was always looking to learn more, to meet other people that are incredibly successful. Remember Tiger and Roger Federer kind of had their thing where they were keeping track of each other's majors. That Kobe had his hands or in conversations with other international greats, not even a little surprising. Puka Nakua also, when he arrived to the stadium, yeah. he was wearing a right. Kobe Bryant jersey mm-hmm. and I think Shaq jersey too. Not jersey, but shirt. It's very cool. Yeah, that, that's gonna. We're gonna hear stories like that for a long, long time. And and the fact that it's his twenty fourth, it just it was perfect. And everything that he said was perfect. And the fact that he's one of the greatest to ever do it, and and is crediting Kobe to some of that in a completely different sport. Awesome. What more can you say? Awesome. One more here. It was today in 1985, September 11, 1985. Pete Rose broke the all-time hit record. He passed Ty Cobb for number one with the 4,192nd hit of his career against the San Diego Padres in Cincinnati. I want to see if you guys remember this the same way I do. Is there something weird that stood out about Pete Rose's hit that night that you guys remember? Every time I hear this, I think of the same thing. I remember that he he got it off of Eric Show, who was right. kind of a controversial pitcher because he, he was, was like a member of the John, John Birch, Birch Society. Society. Oh, he was really? like, yes, yeah. he was. And what I remember was Marge Schott had a ridiculously over-the-top reaction to it. Okay. Like she wouldn't stop jumping up and down and like for five minutes yeah. and i'm like marge relax the thing that always stuck with me is Shao sitting down on the mound while everyone else is celebrating this he ah. just sat like put his literally put his butt on the rubber and just kind of sat there looked like he was almost sulking really? as everybody was celebrating so yeah do, do you guys know this about us we used to call mason and i used to call marge shot's office and she would answer her own phone answers well, she didn't want to phone. pay a secretary right <laughs> true, yeah, true. and we would say Marge, it's your friend Steve and John. We're on the radio in California. Do you mind if you if we talk to you for a few minutes? And she would always, oh, sure, boys. Whatever. She talked with a really grasp. Put the cigarette down. Right, right. And and she she had to say that she had no filter, which eventually caught up to her. Was like the understatement of the year. At one point, do you remember this phrase? He she said that there was there was a player playing for the Dodgers. We either like Chan Ho Park or he saw yeah, Joel. Yeah, Asian player. Asian kind. player and something. I remember this, by the way, clear and as day. Cringe Yo, Everybody's oh, yeah. going to cringe. Yeah. By the way, this is Marge Shot. These Not words us. are Marge Shot's words. So we said, hey, Marge, you're playing the Dodgers tonight, and we got a pretty good team this year. We we, we think we're going to stick it to you. And she goes, well, your team's very good. You got that first baseman i can't pronounce his name i just throw that silverware up in the air ching chang chong comes down are you kidding and me? we're like did that just happen and back then it was you know she but, had a whole bunch of other controversies but, to worry about uh, she was and eventually she was a flat-out racist human and race. eventually yeah. it caught up to her but not right away like there was no wow. blowback from that and we just went, March, March, you can't say that. And she'd go, oh, boys, I'm just kidding. And we just that's, went and she'd stay yeah, with us for what they all say. For yeah, another, right. That is what they say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just For kidding. another 10 minutes, she'd yeah. stay with us. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was nuts. Did she answer her own phone is the most March shot thing I've ever. Didn't they have one set of press notes that you had to pass around the press box? Because she didn't want to print multiple copies. She didn't want to print copies. more. Want I want to save money on copies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's you exactly know, right. You can't fault her logic, I guess, <laughs> right? If the donuts didn't get eaten, they were back And then the what next was the day. thing with Eric Davis? She would not fly Eric Davis Okay, so they won the World Series. ball in the yeah. World Series. They won the World Series in a world. They're, they were taking on one of those A's teams that was heavily, heavily favored. Mm-hmm. And the Reds upset them. And won, them. 
won the World Series, and in one of the games towards the end, game three or game four, Eric Davis dove on the ground right to out, catch a yeah. ball and like ruptured his spleen. He, or, I think he lacerated his liver. Or, yeah, yeah some, it was serious enough where like he that. could yeah. not get on the team plane and go back. And Marge just left him there. Like, uh, Marge did not say, okay, we'll we'll send a plane for you yeah. or we'll fly you oh back or anything like that. And, and, and he's like, Guys, I need to get home. I'm, I need and, a medevac to get yeah, home. Well, exactly. you missed the flight. Nah, yeah, nah. That, that, that. Real angel. Yeah, <laughs> she, she was a piece of work. Let's do a little super cross talk. So that is the woo woo right. of a man who has a 1 and 0 football right. team over That's there. Right. I, I said love that. that. Right. Pretty exciting. So, Trav, honestly, I did not hear you guys yesterday, but um, I would imagine you had to temper your enthusiasm before the game. And how much shock did you allow after the game? Did you do, po- do you do pre and post? I do pre yeah. and post and half. Don't forget the half. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, everyone else does, no. but I won't. Trap, <laughs> yeah. and you're on. No, look, going into the game, expectations were modest. Yes, right. That especially without Cooper Cup, especially without Cooper Cup, a defense that outside of Aaron Donald, outside of Ernest Jones, most really Ram fans couldn't name could three guys. Name three guys, yeah. right? An offensive line that was kind of, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Boy, I'll tell you what. Nobody knew Puka Nakua 2-2 out were going to step up the way that they did. And it wasn't just that they won. It wasn't just that they won 30-13. to They kicked their ass. Never out. close. Yeah. It was never close. That second half defense was, I they mean, they were flying around, stopping everything. Both phases of the game. They dominated. Stafford looked like he was 25 he again. Looked, the way I forgot around. how great Matthew Stafford is. If you give him time. Yeah, and, and they the way, gave him time. Didn't yeah. get sacked yesterday. He only got hit once. Yeah, once. that was. He, he got hit one. Yep. That time. was arguably one of Sean McVay's greatest performances that that game, considering who he was missing and what the expectations were. And, and they, it's just starting. Bring well, on look, the Niners. Here's the thing, right? So they get the if they beat the Niners on Sunday, you and I are going to be in suffering. Oh my God, we will be so obnoxious. <laughs> Good, I hope they do it. Yeah, yeah. so do Poor I. will be wearing. Poor Rams, Emily has to Rams wear the right. had to wear the Niners. So who wants to wear next, don't Mason don't or Travis? Who wants to wear next? Oh yeah, wait, Mason, take him wear next. Take I'll do it. If okay, uh, if the Rams win, Julio has to wear all our Julio, Jorge. <laughs> oh boy, things never change. Yeah, Mike, <laughs> Michael, I, I've I've assumed the persona of Michael. Uh, Jorge has to wear head to toe your Rams gear, and if the Niners win, you got to wear what Emily's wearing next Monday. Oh, that friggin' poncho? Yeah, that's right. I want to throw this one in there too. Uh, I should have to wear that T-shirt because it would not fit great. Okay, oh, <laughs> so that's that. Now, Jorge, you'd have to be okay with that shirt being ruined yeah, when I'm done. done with it. Or you could just get him a different one. So <laughs> exactly. You yeah, but one. but the oh, problem is if I wear the if I wear the uh, poncho, the evidence is going to exist. It will live forever on right. the internet. But that, I mean, me in a Niners poncho. Yeah, but I've done. I've lost bets and had to wear stuff forever. I know, but there's no team I dislike more than the Niners. But that's what I makes it a real bet. There's no team. There's no team Jorge dislikes more than the Rams. <laughs> no, is that true, Jorge? Uh, it, it's the Ram station, so I'll be careful. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like pretty much. So let's go through it. The Niners looked great. Yep. Great, right? The Eagles got off to a good start, kind of a weird one. The Lions Their offense went into Kansas City and won on Thursday night yep. against the Super Bowl champs. Wait, wait a second. Hold on. Another Chiefs receiver just dropped a pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but after those things, is the next biggest surprise of the weekend how the Rams looked? I, I would, they're, they're I would argue. Five, no, right? I would argue you you have your 
your list out of order. Okay. Rams were the biggest surprise of the weekend, period. I heard uh, uh, Rex Ryan say the same thing yeah. this morning on Get Up. Biggest surprise. Not the best team in the league, but no, the biggest but surprise the big, of the day. They, they asked Rex Expectations Ryan, what was the biggest surprise of the weekend? And Rex said what we were all thinking, but we're, we're careful about how we say it. Rex said, I thought the Rams were tanking the season. He said, I, I, I seriously thought that what we'd be talking about today is when do Stafford and Aaron Donald hit the market? Well, you never know for sure, right? Because you heard, oh, Tutu Awas had a great camp. I've heard that for three years. Well, Puka Nakua is the talk Puka of Puka camp. Nakua yeah, he's got a cool name that we rookie, kind of all most ran with. Right. Cup is right. What are you going to okay, do when fine. the game starts? They were right. Mm-hmm, they did yeah. both that. Steve Avila, the guy that they picked with hey. their first pick in the second round. You didn't hear his name once yesterday, yep. which is perfect. For By a line, which means he yeah. dominated. Penalties, very, very few. few mistakes. Very few. Yeah. No turnovers. Yeah, I just love the way Stafford managed the game, too. Oh, I, I just thought he was. Sidearms, yeah, I mean, he was. Football. And it was. You know where he threw it? He threw it to whoever was open. Yeah. He didn't force it. You wonder it. if Cup helps with that, right? That not well, having Well, that's security. Mason's argument that they go to Cup too much. But I've always said you're, an idiot. I've said you're an idiot. Cup's the best receiver in the league. I'd throw it to him on every play. And Mason goes, well, that's their problem. And maybe, so yesterday, it is. So maybe yesterday you were proven right. Correct. And now if he comes back. Oh, can you imagine those guys together if he comes back? I mean, it's going to be like the Rams' greatest show on turf where you had to cover everybody. Remember uh, – like right when you thought you had the Rams covered yep. uh, between Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, then Oz, Oz Hakeem, Hakeem would yeah. burn you. Yep. Um, that's what the Rams could have. I mean, it's only one game. I love overreaction it's Monday, not, by the no, way. They, they no, don't have good. to. Trav said this. You don't have to. Okay, you lose to the Niners. You, you just look. Can you hover around 500 by the time you get to the break? Okay. You know, they're, I, they're, so this is what I said all last week. I said get to three and three. If oh, they, I, I think way, you got to get greedy now. Stealing Seattle – Means three and three you can do three and you can maybe Mace. do four and two. Yeah, I think you I think you gotta get greedy now. Three and three was last week's you got answer. San Francisco, Philly, and Cincinnati coming up. Uh, I think very they can quick based together. on what I saw yesterday, I think they can beat Cincinnati. They, they Cincinnati's can Cincinnati's the they soft can, one, yeah. but I, I agree with you. I think if you're three and three, you you're make in a the great playoffs. spot. I That's think if you're spot. four and five or five and four at the bye, they have the week ten bye. Yep. Yeah. If you are within a Because the back of end of the schedule is easier. It's much easier. And if they can oh. get to four or five wins, if you get to six wins at the bye, six and three, forget you're, about you're it. Going you're by the way, boys, that uh that pick the three of us made in the survivor pool uh was touch and go. Did you, who did you do? All, well, all three of us had Washington. Yeah. You had Commanders too? I had too? Washington, you had Washington. Yeah. Your mom had Baltimore. Right. You had Baltimore. No, right? no. Trav had Washington, Washington with Washington. us. Slee, are you I in took, it? Yeah, actually, right before 10 a.m. I was in. Who'd you get? Took Baltimore. Okay. Took Baltimore. So you just had to sweat it a little My bit. mom took No, no, Baltimore, Baltimore was a better pick. My um, mom t- took Jacksonville. Yeah, she was only, she was one of two people. By the way, 10 people went out um yesterday so yesterday but there's 20 people out total right 20 people yeah 20 it went from 81 to 61 and by the way Juan, as last year was like the only who did he pick he's the only one who picked that orleans and he won by one point he has a system again this year last year he had a system of uh, of at least my little group my family and friend he went the furthest now he's got a brand new system i have no idea what it is will not tell you don't me i love how he it's, doesn't like discuss paul, the he's system like paul well, one, he's like paul west one system he calls is the, it system. the system one year it was based on names of mascots and who would win in a fight between the two mascots and he actually hung around for about 6 7 one weeks one year was just alphabetical yeah. and that one year was that. one year was colors yep i just like blue more than green so one, i took i took the rams one year was random yeah. number generator and that's I, how he picked. I almost took Seattle. 
Oh, I was, I was Seattle. close. So I, I was imagine close to somebody, came, Seattle. somebody had to go out on Seattle, didn't they? There were like two or three went out. I Kansas wanted to City, take less of a chance. Kansas City and um, Minnesota were the ones that really wiped people out. Yeah. Those, those were the two big ones because Tampa was supposed to be dreadful. Right. And they won a game. The Tra- first couple of weeks are the hardest because you're never quite you sure. You don't know who the teams are. You're never quite sure. Right. There was four or five Kansas Cities that got knocked out as it's, well. In it's the, first the one week. game that gets easier the further you go along. Like, super tough. And then you kind of settle into a groove. That's a good team. That's a good team. Now I get it. What's the biggest surprise? Take the Rams off the board. Okay. What's the biggest surprise of the weekend? What was the thing that made you go, okay? That, not that they lost, but that the Giants lost 40 to nothing at home on Sunday night football. For me I, too. I think that that's that's the type of thing that gets coaches fired. And and Brian Dable was great last year. He kind he of was. turned the Giants around. I I have no idea how they were that bad. Um, because the Cowboys aren't that good. They're good, Their but they're not that is good. Really good. Really but good. That felt ridiculous. It 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 was the first time in a long time I've Maybe watched Maybe the an worst NFL week game. one opening loss in yeah, Giants. Yeah, I mean they history. were it felt awful unsafe. on offense, awful on defense, terrible on special teams. Yeah. Like they the, they had the triple crown. Yeah, the, the triumphant. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. What um, about for you? Um, I think for me, it was the fact that the. Kansas City Chiefs looked as vulnerable as they did without without Travis Kelsey. Mm. Right. They, well, they, and Chris Jones. Chris they, Jones Chris, is pretty important. But too. the defense wasn't the problem. Defense was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, they're, no. they're better with Chris Jones, obviously. But that you take Tyree Kill off, it keeps clicking. Right. They win yeah. another Super Bowl. But they finally hit that point where okay, you can't just keep stripping pieces off with Travis Kelsey being down. They looked good, not great. And, and with Mahomes, I thought, and as long as you have him, you're going to beat just about anybody. It's not true. All right, so can I throw a college one in there, too? Yeah. All right, so these college coaches, I mean, in the year 2023, especially after a team has played a game or two, and this was week three for USC, somebody explained to me how they could possibly punt the ball to Zachariah Branch. Stupid. Well, yeah. I mean, it's why? Stupid. But, I mean, that is – who's that – I'm trying to think of who that coach is. But I forget. Too. I, yeah, I uh, the David Stanf- Shaw's replacement. Yeah, Stanford <laughs> yeah. is a new coach, not David Shaw. There's yeah. no reason. But, There's none. But if you kick the, that guy is Devin Hester. Right. Yeah. That guy is Reggie mm-hmm. Bush. If you kick him the ball and he returns for a touchdown, that's, that's on, on you. you. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I've seen they're trying directional kicking. They're trying punting it out of bounds. Well, they're trying bouncing. If it I was to a special them, teams coach, out of bounds by ten yards. If yeah. I was a special teams coach, I would say to the punter, if you kick this ball to Branch, and he gets a chance to return it, you're out for the rest of the game. You've lost your scholarship. I will. See I will let you. <laughs> you wanted to fire Kadarius Tony on Friday morning. I last still week. do. Yes. Yeah. Now right you want to take but, out. but of course, Tyler drafted him for my fantasy team, That's so right. he's exactly where he oh, should we've be. We've got all that coming up. <laughs> all right. I know that they're playing SC in a couple of weeks, but are you all here for the? Coach Prime experience. Hell yeah! How great is this? Okay, he's it the biggest star awesome. in college football. So, yeah, By a mile. Yeah. Do, do you do you guys know? Um, have you been following? I put this in for our show today. It'll probably come up later. But have you been following how people are taking sports books to the cleaners mm-hmm. betting on Colorado because sports books are afraid to make Colorado a favorite because they were two and ten last year. Right. So first game against TCU, underdogs by twenty. All right. And Colorado wins. Next week against Nebraska, originally Nebraska was a five-and-a-half-point favorite. After Colorado beat TCU, it swung back to three-and-a-half. Yep. And everybody went three-and-a-half. And everybody bet on everybody bet Colorado. So I was thinking about this. Next month, Colorado hosts USC. Yes. Let's say we all own a sports book. 
Trev, what's the line? What do we set the line at? Co- uh, they're both undefeated coming in? Sure. Okay, because the, they got to play Oregon this week. Uh, they, they play Colorado State and then, then Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Right? So if they beat Oregon, it's not fluky anymore. They're just really Correct. good. Yeah, that's right. right. They're Correct. just a really good team. SC. Remember, the uh, your, your goal here right. is to get people to bet. On it, both sides. Right. SC, I think I've got the number. SC is a three-point favorite. Ooh. Ma- Mace? I, I think SC is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. I have nine. Yeah. I have SC. What do you think, Slee? Seven-and-a-half. Yeah. I think nine, get nine, nine-and-a-half gets everybody to bet right down the middle. Yeah. I think that USC fans uh, will go, we'll win this game by 10. Put, put this on the books. It, you guys are – if they're both – You think we're way wrong? I think you're way wrong. I think you're, that's what we trap. USC averages sixty points a game. I, I understand they've played three dreadful teams. Colorado, right. but I mean, will, last year they averaged sixty I, points. I a understand. Game. I'm not. This is not an SC isn't good take. This is a if they beat Oregon in Eugene. You're talking about if Colorado, if Colorado beats Oregon comes in Eugene. into Eugene in two weeks. That affects the line. Them, sure. That means that this isn't just a cool story. It means they're well, really damn. Good. Vegas has learned its lesson. You know what the spread is this week against Colorado State? It should be a big it's, number. It's at CU, right? It's in Denver, I oh, think. Oh, it's, is it neutral? I think they're going to play it neutral. Okay. I, I'd have to look it up. It's, uh, 13 by Colorado no, by 13. No, no, no. Uh, 21 and a half. 23 and a half. There wow. you go. Yeah, so they're they're now like, okay, everyone, every 90% of the money yeah, was on Colorado. Yeah. By the way, and think about this. Their over-under was three and a half. Something like that. They yeah. won one they're game almost, They're going to be there by October. They lost their games last season by an average of 30 points. Yep. Carl Durrell! They were terrible. <laughs> yeah, the Bruin legend, Carl Durrell. <laughs> Super Crosstalk is brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. We'll see you tomorrow.